May the peace of Christ be with you. This is Molly Vetter, Senior Pastor of the Westwood United Methodist Church in Los Angeles. Welcome to our Sanctuary Gathering podcast. Here we share the sermon preached on Sunday as a part of our Sanctuary Gathering. We hope that in these words you will be drawn closer to God and made more ready to love your neighbor. As a congregation, we embrace the words of the Hebrew prophet that are etched into the stairs that lead to our building, the calling to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. We also believe that we're a richer congregation for the diversity of people who participate in our community, and we celebrate the diversity of age, race, gender identity, and sexual orientation that participate in our church. You are welcome in this place, and we hope you will participate. We invite you to do your own theology, to wrestle with questions of faith as we seek out what it means to be faithful Christians today. You're welcome to join us not only by listening in to this podcast, but we also invite you to join in our congregational life. Every Sunday, you're welcome to join us for worship at 9.30 a.m. You can join us in our beautiful sanctuary in Los Angeles at the corner of Warner and Wilshire or online via our church Facebook page. All are welcome in our midst, and we thank you for being a part of our church. May these moments be a blessing to you today. Hear these words from the Hebrew prophet Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the trampling warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Listen for the story of Christmas as told in Luke's Gospel. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was the governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of, joy, of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. 
This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there, there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that had taken place, which the Lord had made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child laying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. In the time of King Herod, the Jesus, after Jesus was born in Jerusalem, sorry, in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at the rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And after calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. From, for from you shall come a ruler who is shepherd to my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring, him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard of the king, they sent out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Amen. It is such a gift to be able to worship in this beautiful space in the darkness and candlelight, with such incredible music. Thank you, musicians. Thank you for singing. It is uh, glorious to see and to feel and to hear the wonder of this night. And this story that we have to share tonight, to tell again and to remember, is a story that deserves all of the glory we can put on it. I know that tonight we have harp glissandos and organ pedal foot glissandos planned. We have recorder music and your singing and all the candles, all of the beautiful shining gold of this sanctuary and the beautiful image of God shining in your faces. All of it is such a beautiful testimony to the wonder, the incredible gift, and the preciousness of this night. 
But a part of the preciousness, the wonder, and the gift of this night is that it's a story of humility, of humanity, of the downtrodden and the outcast and the pushed to the edge. Our Christmas story starts with Mary and Joseph sent by the empire under whose thumb they lived back to their home to be registered. It tells of a baby born and laid in a manger, a feeding trough for animals. It tells of shepherds who were out late at night doing their work in the fields, shepherds who were the ones who heard the sound of angels and believed and came to celebrate. Christmas holds together these things that seem like they don't belong, the rough edges and the people pushed to the edge, even the ones with their backs against the wall. But it's to them, through them, that the glory of God becomes visible. The word is made flesh as the gospel of John begins the story. Our story of Christmas is of the God of all creation, the one who was there before the beginning of anything, maker of all that is, wind and breath that blows through us all, our God who defies easy naming, who is impossible to draw or to put into an image, a God who transcends, who is beyond our names and theologies, the God of all time and all creation becoming human, being born here on earth in flesh like ours, in a body like my own and like yours. A story of a God who declares again that matter matters, that these lives, our lives, have value, that we are beloved, and that we are the ones through whom grace can come to a world in need. Sometimes when we gather to celebrate Christmas, we think that because we bring our struggles, our sorrows, our grief, our heartache at a world awash in violence, our devastation at ongoing violence in Gaza, our fear for our Jewish neighbors, for friends of different cultures and languages located in different places, because we carry these fears and these prayers with us, we think we might be ruining Christmas. But Christ's coming comes into a world that is broken and divided and hurting. The gift of Christmas is Christ's arrival here, not in spite of, but through the reality of lives like our own. Christ comes and arrives speaking in a multitude of the languages we know, in people young and old, people who think in different ways and whose lives look different. God shows up in people who are gay and straight and trans and non-binary. 
God shows up in those of us who are neurodivergent and neurotypical, who are differently abled or fully capable, who are strong or struggling. God shows up in and through us, declaring that these lives matter, that our bodies matter, and this world matters. And so on Christmas, we get to believe and claim a God who is with us. And we need not be ashamed of who we are. You know, I've heard preachers preach Christmas sermons. I maybe have even preached them myself, where we talk about the manger as being a humble beginning point. And the way we talk about the humility of the manger, that animal feeding trough in which Jesus was laid at his birth, we talk about that humble and vulnerable story as if it ought to be humiliating, as if God's dignity was compromised to be born in such a humble beginning. But there is no shame in this story. Instead, it reminds us that all of this stuff, the stuff of our bodies and lives, all of this stuff of our creation is stuff through which God's glory can be visible. It's been my joy to get to work with the Reverend Dr. Christopher Carter, whose scholarly work in ethics is constantly considering our relationship to non-human animals and other parts of creation. When I've heard this story of Jesus, the baby being laid in the manger, I've often found it uncomfortable to think of a child being put in a feeding trough. But it's possible that this story of Jesus being laid in a manger is an invitation that helps us see and believe even more clearly how deeply God loves us and this creation, how deeply God belongs, not just with humans, but with the animals too, with all the stuff of creation, shares a kinship that elevates, that lets us see glory not shame, glory and dignity and beauty and value. This Christmas as we hear the story, I hope you hear an invitation to dare to look at the world through those kind of grace-filled eyes, to see in the challenges we face, in the reality of our griefs and struggles, in the challenges we face as a city where too many people live unhoused, as citizens of a world where long conflicts seem intractable, it seems as though there'll never be an end to violence, I invite you to see with the eyes of glory and possibility so that we can continue to pray and hope and believe that something else is possible that another world is possible, that God is not done with us yet, that we are the ones through whom God's love and hope and peace can arrive and be shared with our friends and neighbors and strangers and even those we've called our enemies. This Christmas story is the one that challenges us by holding together things that seem like they don't belong, the wonder and majesty and glory of our God, the humble beginning, the connection 
to the shepherds and the magi and the outcasts and even the animals there who shared that manger. We're invited to believe our connection to one another, to all creation, for the sake of love. May you be people in whom compassion is born this Christmas. And as you hold candlelight, may you believe that your life can contain and bear and share a word of hope that speaks of possibility and love and grace. May it be so. Amen. Loving God, we have heard this story before. The story of a star in the sky and a baby who was laid in a manger. Loving God, we have heard this story before. Passed down in the hopeful whispers through the generations. Loving God, today, tonight, as we lean our hearts and our ears closer to you, as we open our eyes and look upon the majesty of your creation, we ask that you would make in room in our souls to hear this story new and fresh again. Loving God, we ask that you make room in us for all so that we might be moved by Mary's resilience and ability to bring life into this world in impossible circumstances, that we might be in awe of her ability to make a way out of no way for her family. Loving God, make room in us for wonder so that we are inspired by Joseph's courage to love, his courage to trust in your rule of love, and to know that there is a peace that passes all understanding. Loving God, make room for heartache and compassion so that we might remember all the other travelers to Bethlehem, those others who also suffered under the yoke of economic exploitation and imperialism. Loving God, make room in our hearts for you. Make room in our hearts for the inbreaking of the word as it became flesh and dwelt among us. Pull us into this narrative. Allow us to find our place in this story so that we might hear the truth of this sacred story as if it were for the first time. For we know that you are still speaking. Lord, we know that your spirit is in this place. We know that you are still moving, and we know that it is within you that we live and move and have our being. So speak. 
Speak to us again. Speak to us tonight. Speak to us right now. We are listening. We are making room. Let us, Lord, remember this day by saying the prayer that your son, Jesus the Christ, taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.